Hey everybody, welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. How are you? Wait, I gotta put us in a double box. Hold on. Oh, are we in a double box? Now we are. Oh, there we go. Well, yes. Off. I'm too close to the screen, so now yeah. it's a double box. You gotta back off. Is, is it a double box for you? Can you see I'm that? I'm a double box. Yes, I see you, me. I see a, I see a whole box situation. Two good, boxes. good, good. So how are you doing, cousin? I'm good. I'm enjoying my lockdown. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to share on, on Instagram. We have now built <clears throat> a full studio in the basement for me to broadcast in. We tricked it out with, you know, we put a rug down there. We got it all set up. I have a printer set up. I've got my laptop from work. So I'm all set up um, and I'm going to now be broadcasting from home. Um, and I have to do my own makeup and get one of my adult children um, who are not working now, clearly. Um, to work and be assistant producer. So it's going to be a family affair on AMJOY this weekend. It's going to be- I love that. I love that the whole family, you know, families need activities. That yeah. And our activity is my TV show. Now Jason has to do the lighting. The kids have to print. It's going to be a family team, the Reed family broadcasting together. All I need is for the cat or the dog to run behind the scenes. He almost did it last time. He almost got on the show last week when the guys were here, um, when it was with the crew. And he eventually, we just did a little cameo for him on Instagram. He did his own Aww. Instagram party like DJ D-Nice, but he's DJ Turbo. <laughs> How amazing was D-Nice? Oh my God, I'm living for the D-Nice um, DJing. It's like a little party in your house. A little love party. It. Love it. So a big party. You're right, 100,000 people. Oprah, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, Michelle Obama. Obama. J-Lo, Janet and Jada, Janet Jackson, Gladys Knight, Patty Mills. Amazing. I mean, it's, it's like everybody was up in that virtual yes. room. And it was just it's incredible. It was like you could, you name the star, they were they in their party through. at some point. They it kept the best. Rihanna great idea. played Rihanna. It's yeah. like as they would come through, people start playing their music. The entire, my girl Tracy, Tracy Ellis Ross, the entire cast um, from Blackish was in there. Every Eric Holder even jumped in there for a while. <laughs> Wait, Bernie Sanders and um, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren was in there. Who else? Oh, oh, uh, Joe Biden also. Joe Biden even showed up. Even Joe Biden, Biden even you know, he up. don't know okay, technology okay. too well. So when he did it, it's like, even Biden got some millennial in his house to get him on because he don't Everybody know. was in there. It was crazy. And now D-Nice is working with Michelle Obama and Elaine Welteroth and some others to register. Well, not register, yes. but just get people to get out and vote. Yes. Which yes. is amazing. I'm glad that they turned it and made it a party with a purpose, right? Absolutely. No, D, D uh, and he was going to be my Who Won the Week, but of course we were doing crazy breaking news, so we didn't get to do Who Won the Week, but he was going to be my Who Won the Week. Okay. That is awesome. What he, he brought people together. People are bored. A lot of people are lonesome at home. They're not enjoying the isolation. Yeah. And this is a way for people to be alone together, which is great. I know it's so cool. I don't know which platform is doing it, but you can also do like you and I are seeing each other. You can do it with a whole group of friends. Yes. Cocktail parties. Yes. So people are really getting creative. Yes. And, and I sent you um, the Tyler Perry choir. The Insta right? He's got okay. the whole world in his hands. Yes. No. And see, I feel like this is the solution because, you know, one of the challenges, especially for black churches, is it's going to be a real struggle not to meet on Easter. A lot of churches, white and black churches. Yeah. And so yeah. one of the solutions is digital because the fact is you can have a full choir, you can have a sermon, you can have all your Easter accoutrement on, on it, online, on Facebook or on, on Insta. They can all log in and this yeah. will be a good time for some church solos. Yes. I mean, and so people have to be creative. and. You know, for a lot of people, the being alone is actually really um, challenging emotionally. And mm -hmm. so I feel like this is, you know, there's a lot about, um, you know, we talk about this. I, there's a lot I hate about social media. Like Twitter can be very mean. It can be very ugly. But this is one of the great things about social media because it does, it brings people together. It can bring people together at its best. Yeah. I mean, it can be unifying. It can be uplifting. You just have to kind of, and it can be hard sometimes to shut out the haters. I mean, I, I am often blocking. I cannot imagine. I'm often blocking people that find me because of you. <laughs> I know. I know. I'll send them your way. That's what I'm saying. I don't tag my kids I in any way. One thing I'm like, hey, Joanne, it's like, eh. <laughs> I know. My, the people that, that hate my behind are, ooh, they are relentless. They will come at you for days and days and days and not give up. Girl. So, yeah. 
and yeah. they don't know who I am. And they're like, eh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, girl, I don't pay. I just block them and keep it moving. Block and block, block them, them and keep on moving, child. Keep moving. I block them. Yeah, sometimes but, I mute them though and let them scream into the ether. <laughs> that's they be screaming and they nobody hearing them. <laughs> <laughs> Not one soul. <laughs> nobody on your page. Yeah, I mean, I I do appreciate social media now more than ever, and there really is. You have to acknowledge the genius behind it because now more than ever, we need to come together in whatever way we can, aside from shouting out the window, hey, 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 why are you on the street? Get in front of the house. What's your name? <laughs> we all gonna be that auntie on the block. Why are you on the street? Yeah, you you're supposed to be at home. Right. It's a stay home order, why are you outside? I Get inside. Find looking outside of the window, more and more now and just that looking like off in the distance trying to catch a glimpse of people where are they going what you do just <laughs> looking but i might have to open up the window and start yelling at people just yeah. for just for sport for fun because what else we got to do we ain't got shit to do we're sitting Girl, in the house I, I, <laughs> I had about two weeks because this is the end of week three for me yeah yeah so i had about two weeks to really kind of have a wellness moment. And I talked about that before, but now I'm kind of like back in the swing of, let me get on some projects. I'm thinking about yes. doing some decorating yeah. myself, doing it with like, well, of course, with the help of my boyfriend, but just taking on some product projects yes. and, you know, just DIYing it. So we'll see. hundred percent. I've been doing the same thing. I've been decorating. I go, I'm going through each room in the house, finding little things I can judge, you yeah. know, and right. Find- you can rearrange stuff in the house, cleaning. I did a whole girl. Let me tell you what I did that was so relaxing and it was it was so um, satisfying. I did a fridge and pantry clean. Yes. I untook everything out of the fridge, everything out of the pantry, reorganized it. And now when I open the fridge and pantry, it is so organized. Wonderful. And, uh, I right. love it. And, it. and it was really, it was like, you would think cleaning would not be fun, but it actually is very relaxing. I love cleaning. It makes you feel it better. It can be depending on how much of it you have to do. Right. Depending or if you have to do it. You're doing it because you want to do it versus when you got to do it. Yeah. If you stay on top of it. But yeah, yeah. I did a refrigerator clean out and wipe down. Yes. You know what I mean? And did yes. the entry as well. And yeah, you're right because it feels good yeah. to open it up and just have everything organized. And as you yeah. know, I'm also stocking this freezer, which is like halfway full now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just putting, like, cooking a lot. Today I'm making a big, big batch of sautéed kale. Mm-hmm. And I just put it okay, straight into bags and or containers and straight into the freezer for that. What'd you say? Sautéed kale. <laughs> you don't like kale? What planet are you from? You don't sauté something. Why does it got to be kale? I already made greens and cabbage. <laughs> Bitter, but that's what like you know. Every time I hear cabbage, I used to when I was in high school. You know, because I was a nerd, I used to love reading Russian novels, right? And of course, you you did. Novels, they're all like this thick. First of all, and half the book is about what they eat, and all they ever eat is potatoes and cabbage. I'm like, how do these people even survive? That's oh. all they ate because they were poor and they didn't have nothing to eat but cabbage and potatoes. Cabbage is so good. I made a big thing of cabbage the other day. It's so your, it's your food when you're starving. Oh my God. Cabbage is good for you, A. And it's delicious. Delicious. It is so delicious. You need to, you need to probably hug you too if you really let it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it'll hug your stomach. (laughs) It'll hug your stomach. Yeah, now more than ever is a really good time to go vegan. Okay, I gotta ask you this question, Jackie Reed. How much of your um your stay-at-home stash have you eaten because that's one of the challenges we're having is that we buy we bought all this stuff to like hunker down and then you find that i don't know when i was a kid it used to happen too when my mom would grocery shop the more food that's in the house the hungrier you are i don't know if that's just me no see what we are doing is which is why we have the freezer yeah garage is that we are like i'm making things just to go in the freezer i made a humongous pot of chili Okay. And I, I packed it up and put it in the freezer. We ate a, like a little bit of it, but it goes right. in the freezer. And the freezer okay. is just for that moment that could come yeah. when they say the grocery stores are going to be closed for two weeks because we just need to replenish and give right. workers a break. Like if that comes or yeah. God forbid, if my boyfriend gets sick because of my issues and you get this, yeah. I can't go into grocery stores right. and things like that. So yeah. I am preparing 
for you know what like the absolute well the absolute worst you're a doomsday prepper i'm a doomsday prepper so that's what the freezer is for we do not go into those supplies it's almost yeah. full and I'm telling you, it's some good food in there. And then when we get to the other side of this, then we can just eat that food now. Exactly. So, okay, we, so we buy things right. to eat now, but right. we also buy things put down. in big bulk to, you know, to put in storage. Since you are a doomsday prepper, as am I. Um, Walking Dead trained us well. Walking Dead trained us well. I feel like we are in an advantage because of Walking Dead, we know how this roll. We know, you know, when they said the CDC is not working, we're like, mm -hmm, that was season two. Yep. Yes, yes, it was. Government, down, government not working. Yep, that was season one. So yes, we know how this goes. Um, one thing that I have that I bought, and I don't know if you bought this too. Have you bought your Ray and nephew's overproof white rum yet? No. You need that. So by the way, you need that. So is that gonna clear it up? Is that a cure? It's not just a cure. So, he, so you know, old West Indian people think what white rum cures everything. So you ask my godmother, put a little white rum in the baby bottle when they can't sleep. Put a little white rum in your in your food. You know, they think it cures everything. You rub it on your chest when your chest got you know, you you rub it on yourself. You drink it, everything, right? But right. one thing that it definitely is is seventy percent pure alcohol. Meaning, if you run out of hand sanitizer, you can make hand sanitizer from overproof white rum. You so can't get that vodka. The, uh, if it's overproof it, or like hardcore with anything that's over 70% alcohol. So moonshine, white rum. So you got to find the overproof stuff it has to be 70% alcohol or more because that's the same percentage alcohol that's in hand sanitizer. Right. So oh gosh, I did not know that. So we bought bit, two big jugs of it just to put down that just in case, because you know, hand sanitizer is running very low. Y'all better not drink it. Oh no. Girl, but first of all, if you, if you just drink and drink and drink that, you will die. It's literally... <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> that is, you should have started with that. <laughs> you should have led with that. Part. You don't know you're dying because you'll be so drunk. You know, you drink a little. My godmother makes white mom, she makes rum punch with it, and one little sip will damn near kill you. Oh it's so strong. I have some of it in the fridge, and I've had it for eight months because I can't drink that. I'm like, Auntie, I can't drink that. That'll knock you out. It will, it will kill, it is literally, you know, when I drink it, when I have my cycle, when I have my time of the month, I get really bad cramps. That's when I drink that because it will knock a cramp out. Yeah. <laughs> knock you and your cramps out. How do you know you got cramps when you're half dead to sleep? <laughs> well, we mentioned The Walking Dead. Can we talk about the last episode? Oh. You called me during it. You were like, what? Dude, the I was having, I was traumatized. I said, I, the one person that I know is watching this and will understand my anger and rage is Jackie Reed. So I called my cousin Jackie because this episode just made me so mad, girl. So mad. It was Michonne, Michonne's it. last episode, yeah. actress Denai Guerrera. It was her last episode as Michonne, who we love so much. Oh, and I felt like she deserved better, better for her goodbye episode. Yes. It was terrible. First it was of all, horrible. They've been breaking the Michonne character for a at least one to two seasons. They've been ruining her. Making like, her softer. Mother. Sleep with Rick. It's like, first of all, out of nowhere, they made this Rick romance come, which would blind something. Because there was no background to it. There was no, it wasn't like Carol and Daryl, even though they have an age difference. If Carol and Daryl had ended up sleeping together, I would have been like, I get it, because they're so close. And they yeah. had built the closeness up over multiple seasons. Right. Like, and Michonne were allies, but I never saw them to be particularly close. No. And so when they suddenly turn up at the, I think it was the beginning of like season five or something. It was that, that season where they fat, took a jump. Yeah, they jumped forward and suddenly they in a relationship and they got a baby. That's not Michonne's character. She was walking two dead things around with their mouths cut off so she could be successful. She didn't want to join a group. She was not a joiner. She was literally like a separate you know, lady with a sword who was a badass, and all of a sudden she's like a soft ass suburban mom. Yeah, which and is why she ended up getting into so much trouble right. over the past few seasons. It was annoying. It was annoying that she would follow um, this man, this stranger, because he supposedly has ammunition, get in a boat with him and go off to God knows where. And as you know, right when they're at the opening of the beginning of the episode where she's, you know, he's leading her and you're like, okay, where's everybody else? Right. Right. Then he's like, oh, my family's all dead. I would have been like, okay, that's it. Right. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna kill you, by the way. Right. And now you can join them. And she, and that the old Michonne in season two, 
would have killed him at that point because it's clear he's lying. She's met another the governor. They've been through the governor. They've been through Negan. They've been through all these bad. They've been through um, Alpha. They've been through all these bad guys. You're telling me that this lady is so naive after we have to figure this has been like 10 years, almost 10 years of them living like this. All of a sudden this chick is that soft and that gullible? Does she follow some random man? And then when, when it turns out his family's laying in the grave, she still believes him and goes into a closed building with him? To help, to help him? My thing is, if, if she said, okay, let me go because we need this ammunition, then at least have a gun to his head or have a, a gun on him because why are we trusting him? And then, you know, you and I talked about this towards the, towards the end of the episode, she discovers something, um, in you know within the stuff that this man has collected that very likely i think it was on the boat that very likely belonged to rick and it's like now that should have been the motivation from the beginning of her to go on this journey right. it would have made complete sense to follow the stranger for weapons for weapons and come on and they I mean come on the whole thing made no sense and I, it took me actually two days to watch it because I, I, not long after I got the phone with you, Jackie, I turned this shit off. I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. So just the, yesterday, the, yes, no, the day before yesterday, I finally watched the end of it. And I was just like, eh, it was not, I mean, at least, at least they didn't kill her. But I, I can't, and then the whole thing of like, now you went and had all these kids, you went and adopted this baby that they also shouldn't have had on this show. Now you're gonna, and you're gonna leave baby. your kids. You're gonna you're gonna leave your kids on an adventure like Dora the Explorer. How come every single show we like ends with a Dora the Explorer? Game of Thrones ended up with um that little girl with uh, what's her name being Dora the Explorer. Yes, she, yes. Everybody's damn Dora the Explorer. I can't. I cannot. I cannot with that ending. And then there's this army of people out there. You don't want to let your people know that there's this whole army they can be with. I'm gonna head off and go and explore the world looking for Rick. Give me a break. <laughs> that army could wipe out the whisperers like that. Like that. It's like this doesn't make sense. None of it. The, the, this has been a fail, 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 fail. Just like the end of Game of Thrones. I just feel like these shows they go on too long. Maybe they need to have a finite ending. Maybe they shouldn't have so many seasons. No, because it's the Game of Thrones. When they had their finale, they fucked that up. A hundred percent. They fucked it up. And there have been some good episodes this season. Sure. There have been good moments. So I wouldn't say just throw it all out, mm -hmm. but the writers need to not take us for granted. Right. Those of us who have been longtime viewers of this, or even if you're just joining, don't take a, don't give us a little sloppy, lazy mm -hmm. episode where you don't really even think it through. Not only that, but the episode before this, they gave us the ultimate cliffhanger where we discovered that Negan was working with Carol to kill Alpha. Alpha. Yeah. And then the next episode, we're like, juicy. We're about to get in this and find out what's the backstory of that. We got nothing. Nothing on nothing. that. If anything, take us to Michonne, take us back to that situation. We get nothing on that. Nothing. We got nothing. This episode gave us 100% of nothing. We still don't know where the people who were buried are, you know, which is basically potentially- well, We saw one girl. Love interest. We saw one girl, but we didn't see the other girl that was um, Daryl's love interest. Your the one girl they found. Right, so it's like, you've left, they've left so many loose ends. It's frustrating because this is the reason that I couldn't watch Fear the Walking Dead because it went squirrely like that about season two as well. Where, the, where it started to get so irritating, I couldn't watch it. Now I, Walking Dead came around, though. It's really it's, one of the best. Now ones. it's better than Walking Dead. It is. Although the, the last, in the last season, because the whole group now are do-gooders. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, listen, I help people out, but let's not go overboard with this. Girl, and see, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm telling you. We would survive Walking Dead. If this happened in real, and again, we're in a situation now we have a pandemic, government failure, local governments having to struggle, CDC failing, health systems failing. This is like the kind of scenario you're saying. In this kind of a situation, as The Walking Dead teaches us, what's dangerous are the living, not the dead, right? It's how other people around you behave. It's you exactly become, that. And if you become gullible to the, you, people's nature can be very sinister. And so these guys, out of everyone, should have learned that. And the fact that they're still suckers, yeah. After all this time, when Rick died a sucker, come on, y'all. Come on, writer. Do better. 
Well, my thing is, and this is what I love about Fear the Walking Dead, even though I know you, you really hated it in the beginning, because it showed us that just like now, there's some people that are like, that's just a hoax. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's some people that like, oh, it's just like the flu, you know, and people in stages are getting to the point where they're like, oh, shit, it's real. This is a really big deal. Very true. Um, you know what I mean? And that's what happened with Fear the Walking Dead. We see yeah. those stages. And as you said, that's how, that's how humanity will handle a crisis um, yeah. such as, you know, a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thankfully, you know, we're not there. But if we yeah. were, we'd be ready. We'd be ready. But can, can we talk about the fact that now all of a sudden this crisis has become a big dichotomy between famous people and regular people, right? So we know now Prince Charles is infected. Um, the prime Which is crazy. Yeah. Boris Johnson, also Prince Charles's brother, Prince Andrew, the one who got caught up in the whole um, scandal with Jeffrey Epstein, he's infected. Um, so that means it's in the royal household. And those two, mind you, are over 60, well over 60. So, you know, they're definitely in that, that, that age range. That and, age. you know, now coming into contact with the queen. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, exactly. it's so contagious that they have to be careful. But how do we know that they have it? Because they got tested. They were able to get tested. You have NBA players um, that have got it. Teams that have been tested. NBA teams. Whole teams are getting tested. Tom Hanks found out because he was in Australia and he was tested. He and Rita Wilson both have it. So now you're starting to see famous people. And Idris Elba, let's not forget. Idris Elba, let's not forget Idris Elba. So now you're starting to see it, it's affecting famous people, which if you would think that would cure any doubters that this is real, it isn't. There's still a lot of red state, blue state conservatives don't really quite believe it, and their states are not acting. And so now you're seeing states like Georgia, Florida, Texas, Louise, um, and Mississippi not react to it, and states like New York react, and California, and blue states. So you have this now thing where you have a different reaction whether your state is conservative or liberal, which is crazy, and it's going to cause more people to die. It's crazy. And then I hate to even bring him up, but crazy ass Trump talking about reopening the country, if you will, not that it's up to him to close anything, but reopening the country um, by Easter. What, what is he smoking? He has no power to do that, by the way. He cannot reopen the country. The country. He didn't close anything. He didn't close one thing. Man, you think the country's like a convenience store, like a 7-Eleven, and you can go take your keys and open it up and, and put up the, the shutters, man? You, what, where, do you, where, where, do you, where are you from? How are you president? But he, but he can influence people. And unfortunately, the he crazy- is influencing people like the governor of Florida, who had Hello. those beaches open until just last Sunday, yes, through right. spring break. That, I, I just, I can't. And Florida has a larger population than New York. There are more humans living in Florida than New York. It has, an, it has the oldest population in the United States. It has the county in the United States that has the senior old, the single oldest Yes, because that's where everybody goes to retire or to or to wait out the winter. Correct, and it's a huge tourism economy, and it's a huge farming economy, which means you have a lot of poor, impoverished workers picking tomatoes. That is the ultimate combination for a pandemic yeah. to destroy that state. So it hasn't hit Florida yet, but when the full New York-style pandemic hits Florida, it's going to be much more devastating than it is in New York. It really is. I mean, the spread doesn't show, it doesn't so show any sign of slowing down. When you look at the numbers in the United States and the numbers in New York, you know, are alarming, yes. but it's because they're doing so much testing. What bothers me the most about all of this, Joy, and is that the, the number of people that they aren't testing, where they're saying only if you have symptoms, you yep. know, can you get a test. Thank God they finally stopped saying if you've been traveling to China or something right. like that. Because there's enough in this country where you could just, you know, have just been at the grocery store and been exposed. So that, so now you have to have serious symptoms in order to get tested. How many people are asymptomatic and walking around or how many people thought that they had a cold or, you know, just a, a mild case of the flu and ended up interacting with people because people are, last weekend, I was in driving around New York. I didn't get out and interact with people, but driving around, girl, the, the parks and along the, the water, the east side and the west side of the city, people were in packs, like gathering hanging out. People just don't get it. Listening. People aren't listening. And Americans have a tendency to be ornery like that anyway, but ignorant when it comes to 
you can't tell us what to do. That's like well, an when you're govern when you're when your president is not even you know starts out not taking this seriously and then takes it seriously and then moves back into you know what we what might be back in business by Easter. What yeah. the fuck? How do people take it seriously? And the problem is every person who doesn't take it seriously is a threat to every person who does. Yes. So the problem is, is that it's not as if Trump. Trumpians can just sort of live in their ignorance and only threaten themselves. They threaten everyone, everyone they come in contact with, everyone they brush up against. Every time they're around you, the threat to you is higher. So everyone has to be on the same page for everyone to be safe. And that's not the case right now. The two parties are on different pages when it comes to whether, whether you're, what, what, do you see on Fox News, the Fox and Friends lady was like, we have to get back to normal because how are we gonna get our nails and our hair done? Yeah. She's like, you know, people are wondering, you know, where am I going to get my nails done? Where am I going to get my hair done? That's, that's so, that's just like not even on the list of concerns at this point. Right. It's like, hello. You think your Michonne is getting her nails done? Go in the bathroom and do your nails. What's wrong with you? What are you talking about? I mean, I'm going on TV doing my own hair and, and makeup. I think, and we're going on television doing it. I'm doing it myself. You, I'm doing mine. I got a little tutorial from one of our makeup artists so I can make it pop a little bit. Ma'am, I did my little, got my little one, two, three. Here's how you do it. And yep. it's what it is. And if it isn't perfect, too bad, because I did it myself. And I, like, you gotta learn to adapt, but you have a lot of people who are refusing to adapt because they're refusing to accept reality. And Trump is encouraging them to not accept reality. It's terrifying. Joanne, did you get your native deodorant? I, I did. And I, you know what? I have it in my bag and I carry it everywhere I go. I have put away my secret, yeah. which was my go-to for years, <laughs> yeah. like decades. I've been using secret since I was in high school. Well, you know, I sweat like a fountain. So, I mean, having <laughs> trying to find a really great deodorant has been a chore for me all my life. I, is one of my, I am a little bit of a sweater. Yeah. And so I always want to find something that actually works. That's the key because you always love a great scent. Right. It's wonderful to have something that's in a cute packaging. But it has to work. But then when you hear it's all natural, you're like, eh, how strong is it going to be? But this one, you know, they don't hold back with Native. It can hang with your workout. If you're a busy mom, as you are a mother of three, 16-hour yes. day, that covers both of us. It works. It holds out. It really does. Yeah. I love it. And going and doing all that cycling and trying, you know, we're always trying to get ourselves into our cute little summer <laughs> shape. And so you want we something are. that's going to hold out through a workout. You, work you want something that's going to hold out through the heat. It is getting warmer. We know the lights in the studio can be a little warm, a yeah. little warmish. And so it actually works. And what I do love about it, too, because, of course, you know, we're all going and getting our breast cancer screenings. I am in my season to go and get all of my little breast cancer screenings yes. and everything. I actually love the health, uh, the health aspect of it because we know that, you know, we want to be careful with not too much aluminum because of issues. If you've got breast cancer in your family, if you've got Alzheimer's in your family, you want to try to maybe avoid aluminum if you can. And yeah. so there's a little bit of a price premium for Native, but I love the peace of mind of having something that doesn't have those ingredients. In I it. agree. And then some people might say, well, when you get a deodorant, a lot of times scent matters, right? Yes. And, you know, because with my old deodorant, I wanted the baby powder, baby fresh, Don't we right? Love a baby powder? I love it. But these are even better. I have a lavender mm. from Native. Let me tell you, it is amazing. It I love the cucumber and me. mint. There's something right? about it that's sort of like, it's like aromatherapy. It's fresh. It's like aromatherapy. You can get eucalyptus and milk, coconut and vanilla. You know, we the lowest Indian girls, we love the coconut and vanilla, <laughs> which is, I think, their most popular scent. But you can get a beautiful scent. It's light. It's airy. But you can also get unscented because some people don't want the, they don't want the scent at all. They don't. And, and they, they have, have to have it. And it's for men and women. Because you know how men try to steal your deodorant? You know. They can just use it. But they can, you know, absolutely. They can use it. They and it's strong enough it. for them, too. And it's actually no risk. We love the fact that you can return it if you don't love it. But you're not going to return it because you're going to love it. I love that so much. Well, you know, here on Read This, Read That, we got a deal for you. Always have a deal. So you can get. We're like the bargain ladies. <laughs> We are. We're going to steer you to a bargain. Of the podcasting world. Yes. Listen, 20% off your first purchase. Just visit nativedeodorant.com. Yes. Use the promo code READTHIS. And you'll get 20% off. And you know, our other favorite thing besides savings is convenience. We love a thing delivered. Girl. I really feel like between, all, we're getting our wines delivered. We're getting everything delivered to our house. I you know. can also not have to stand in line at the drugstore. If you subscribe now and get Native delivered to your house, you're going to save 17% or $2 per stick. It will be delivered to your home. Come to your door every either one, two, three, or four months. And that way you don't have to stand in line at all. I love that. You but just if, receive, receive, but, receive. But if you want that big 20%. 
Um, also, go to nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code READTHIS. We love it. We love it. Yay. You smell good. And, I, and you know, I keep it in my you bag. You feel good, right? I feel good, and I'm dry. <laughs> but you want to have, like, a beautiful, like, you know, because when you're wearing a cute outfit, like, we're, yes. you know, we talk a lot about fashion on this show. You want to make sure that you're looking you know, you want to feel fresh. You want to look fresh. You want to look. Fr- you want no spots. No spots. We want no little spots. Oh, that's and such this a is bad great. look. And absolutely, but you can also do it without ruining the inside of your clothes. Right. Those natural ingredients, you can wash them out. You don't have to worry about ruining your clothes. I love that. It's such a big issue. Uh, we work under the hot light. Uh, we love it. Don't need it. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying and, and probably the worst part of it all, um, aside from the not knowing how many people really have this, is what's happening in hospitals across this country. You yeah. know, in the bigger cities, it's really, really bad, like in New York City, yeah. but you know, over on the West Coast as well. But eventually it is gonna hit these smaller pockets um, across the country. And it's, I mean, healthcare workers, when you see them in interviews, when you see them speaking out on social media, wearing trash bags, wearing yeah. masks, the same mask that they're supposed to wear once, a disposable mask they're wearing for, for a week or more. Um, in, you know, and they're interacting with these people that are sick, which is exactly what happened with the doctor that really discovered this or discovered that this was an issue, the doctor in China that died. He was only in his 30s, but he was interacting with patients on a regular basis. So these people are putting themselves, their lives on the line on a regular basis without the resources to fight the battle. Trump won't get them the resources because he's like, well, I don't believe the governors when they say they need more. I don't believe Cuomo. So that means he's not, um, there's an authorization act that he could he could enact right now, he could use to make manufacturers switch from making roto rooters or whatever they make to cars to right. making ventilators it was used during world war ii it's the reason that we mobilized the entire country for world war ii he could do that any moment he won't do it because he's like i don't have to do it i don't we don't need it he's downplaying it and saying he doesn't need to do it and so he's literally doing nothing we basically don't have a president right now we don't have a federal government all we have is your governor and if you're in a state like new york or here in maryland you have a good governor and so they're doing their best if you're not, you're, you, you're just in trouble. And by the way, we had our first nurse die, a young man. He was in his early 30s. He was healthy otherwise. He's dead. Um, he's the first nurse to die treating coronavirus patients. You have nurses going and doing you know, um, Instagram lives saying that they're terrified and scared. The New York Times talked to nurses and doctors who are terrified because they have to go into work every day and they don't know who in the ER has co- coronavirus. They don't know how, and they're interacting with them as close as you could interact with sick people. And you've also had two black women, one of whom was a mammogram technician die because she's giving people mammograms. So you're dying to give people a mammogram? She was in her forties. There was another woman who worked in an Atlanta hospital who was found dead at home because she didn't show up for work. She's a nurse. They did a wellness check on her because her family notified the authorities. When they showed up, she was dead. She's in her early forties and her six or five year old child was walking around the house alone. You know what's interesting? I'm thinking about all of these people, right, that that you're talking about and just the medical professionals in general who signed up to, to, uh, you know, to become doctors and nurses and work in the healthcare profession to save lives, right, to help people. I'm, I'm sure none of this, unless they were planning to go into the military, right, and be on the front lines in a war zone, signed up to put their own lives on the line to save lives. But now, this is what they're doing every day. You know what I mean? In an effort to save lives, they're putting their own, and these people have families of their own, loved ones at home, and maybe were like, you know, I, I didn't join the military to do this because I didn't want to put my life on the line every day in order to do this, but this is what they're doing on a regular basis, and it's unfortunate and it's unfair that that the government, particularly the, the federal government, is not stepping in to give these people who are on the front lines the resources they need to battle it because if you're going into I like I I worry about getting it because I feel like I won't get a hospital bed. Right. I mean, I'm I'm someone with 
serious respiratory issues when it comes to the condition of my lungs and my immune system. So if, even if I get mildly sick, it could grow into something bigger. And, right. it, and if I just have, in the beginnings of this, I probably won't get a hospital bed. And there's no guarantee that the sicker I get, that I will get a hospital bed because there may be none available. And right. even if I get a hospital bed, will I have a ventilator? Right. And here's the thing you have to think about too. If right now someone has a heart attack, now the question is, does the hospital have the resources to treat this person with a heart attack or a stroke, appendicitis? When you have it, do you just wait a week and let your appendicitis turn into, you know, a deadly appendix first because you can't get in the hospital? If you call a doctor right now and say, I think I have appendicitis, they're probably going to tell you to wait because they don't have the capacity to treat you and these coronavirus patients, these COVID-19 patients. And the hospital may be deadly for you. If you go in because yes. you have uh, you know, you have to have a baby, for instance. Now you're risking the death of yourself, your baby, and you can't bring your spouse. You're not allowed to. You have to go in and give birth alone. But Imagine just, that. Yeah, just going in the hospital now to have a child is dangerous because you don't know who in there is infected. In the hospital is where the infections are the most acute. And so the reality is just going in for regular stuff is now dangerous. So it's like they're not going to be able to treat people who have other conditions. I have a friend that's got... HIV in Florida who was texting me saying, what happens to me? Because if he goes in with the issues that he has, is he going to get a ventilator if he's got issues with breathing over somebody who has COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm. If he has an underlying condition when doctors are having to make the, make the choice of which of these two people should we treat, this person who has no underlying conditions or this person that's got HIV, who are they gonna pick? And these are the horrifying decisions people have to make. And beyond you're just thinking about the frontline people in medical um, facilities and hospitals, what about the people who work at Amazon? They still have to work. And we've already had people get sick in the Amazon floor. And so Amazon people are working for very low pay. They're also at the front line. When I, we went and did a, a run for supplies, we went to Target. The people who work at Target are sitting there with no gloves, with some of them had gloves, but with no masks on their face, dealing with the public because they still have to sell stuff to us. Yeah, I mean, I I for one I'm I'm happy that Amazon is still functioning, but yeah. I think if they're going to put people's lives on the line in order to kind of keep supplies getting to people. I do think that it's an important function, but I think that they need to, like we're talking about doctors and nurses, equip people with what they need to be safe. Make sure that in your warehouses that you're working at a safe distance. Make yeah. sure, I mean, there's a way to do this. There is a way to do this and not get sick, but yeah. you have to make sure that everybody is on board. If you're in a warehouse where somebody's not taking it seriously, where they're touching people and touching their face and or maybe at home they're living with someone or you know maybe they're a carrier and bringing it into the warehouse maybe they should take temperatures you know of people when they come into the warehouse maybe they should do more on site and i don't know what amazon is doing but yeah. hopefully they're they're thinking about doing some of these things yeah. you know in order to keep everybody safe because you know the virus can live on cardboard for yeah. at least three days that they're saying and you have to be wiping down everything. If we have or to leave it outside for three days, I leave my packages outside or in the garage for unless it's something that I need to refrigerate. Right. I leave it. I let it sit for a few days, and then I'll go and deal with it because that's one less thing I gotta wipe down. You gotta wipe it down, and I mean, so if we have to do that, the people handling the packages in the first place should be able to do it. Meanwhile, companies like Amazon uh, and other biggies like McDonald's and. Burger King and the airline industry are all going to get a whole bunch of money. Uh, this morning, before we I came in to talk with you, Cousin Jackie, I was watching the end, the final debate in the House as they pass the bill. It's called the CARES Act. It's going to give uh, average people up to 99000 for an individual or 198000 per couple. Um, it's going to give $1,200 lump sum plus $500 for each child plus uh, monthly checks for those who are going to have to go on unemployment that will exceed the unemployment benefit by $600. So it's fine, but- is monthly or is this- It's a combo. So those of you who filed, you have to have filed your taxes in 2018 and 2019 to be eligible. So as long as you filed a tax return and you make under the top amount, $198,000 per couple and you're filing jointly or $99,000 per person, you, can, you get a one-time 
check up for $1,200 for each adult in your household and $500 for each child. Then if you have to be laid off of your job, unemployment insurance will kick in at the rate of the unemployment insurance plus $600. So in other words, normally unemployment would be $200 a week. Now it's gonna be $800 a week. So it will replace for most people who earn up to 100 grand a year, it will replace most of your salary and it will be monthly and it will last as long as you get unemployment. And I believe they added an extended unemployment so you can get it longer. So that unemployment part is great, but if you're getting this one-time check, what if this lasts through the summer? That's why they did September. Yeah, that's why they did the, the they did the lump sum, but they also had to do that that extended part because a one time check of twelve hundred wouldn't do anything for anybody. Right. So that was decent, but there are parts of the bill that are not so great. There's a five hundred billion dollar half a trillion. Hello, doggy. There's a five hundred billion dollar lump sum bailout for the biggest businesses. And my problem with this, I mean, small businesses like our friend Melba, uh, her restaurant, they are going to get help too. They have to, they get low interest or no interest loans. But so a if, loan? But if you take the loan out and you, you don't lay anyone off, the loan becomes a grant. So if you take out, it's a zero interest loan, which means you're not, you're, you pay it back, but with no interest. But if you keep all of your employees, it can become a grant. That's one decent thing. But on the other side, the biggest businesses got get more than twice the amount of money allocated to them. And a lot of them are just going to get a check without having to pay it back. The airline industry has got a full bailout, but they have to pass it on to the stewardesses down to the people who load the um, planes. But I'm just trying to say like McDonald's, and these companies that don't pay their workers right, they got a tax cut. They don't pay taxes. I don't see why they get anything. I don't see why cruise companies who are based outside the United States get anything. I'm a little annoyed that they get anything. They talk I don't think any of these big businesses. I think if anything, these millionaires and multi, well, multi-millionaires and billionaires should really be coming out of their own pockets to help their companies stay afloat and make sure that their workers are comfortable yes. and have access to the health care that they need and don't have to be worrying about rent, mortgages, and day-to-day bills, which probably a, a, a great number, if not the majority of their employees all have to worry about. Yeah. And by the way, by, speaking of rent, uh, Jared Kushner's companies, because you know, he's a landlord and not a good one, sent notices to all of their tenants that they need to sign up for this autumn, this um, online payment system and they need to pay their rent ASAP. Are you serious? Are you talking about that this weekend? Oh, yes. We always try to get in a little bit about what Jared's up to because, you know, the son-in-law in chief, he's always finding a way to make sure that he's paid in full and that he's good, even when the rest of us are failing. And also, by the way, they're once again putting Jared in charge, saying that he's going to lead the effort to for the recovery from the COVID pandemic, which is like, what are his qualifications to do that? Oh, that's right. None. He has no qualifications to do anything. What's the scoop on Dr. Fauci? I mean, wit, I know he doesn't work for the government. I know he it works for, uh, you know, the National Health. National Institutes of Health. Mm-hmm. It's NIH. And I just wonder at what point he's going to be like, you know what? Forget this. And do yeah. his own press conferences and everything. But I think it was you that was saying, you know, I don't know if he personally feels this way, but that there are some within that administration that are like, listen, we can do more good by staying here and kind of, you know, being a reasonable voice in the room at times, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just kind of walking off and let letting Trump and the real Trumpets, the people that'll just do whatever he says, let them, you know, make all the decisions. So I'm glad that he's still there, but he must be frustrated. It's a wonder that all of them aren't sick. They, exactly. They stand all bunched up together on that dais. You know, Mike Pence is useless. He stands there just praising Trump and batting his eyes at him like he's his, it's like know, a pep rally. Yeah, like a pep rally. And those those daily briefings have become nothing but pep rallies. They're useless to the public information wise. Sometimes Fauci's not even there. Sometimes they have Ben Carson standing there looking lost. Or I that- can't. I can't with Ben Carson. General. Or the Surgeon General. He's a joke. It's ridiculous. But I mean, I think Fauci. Um, this is his life's work. He's an epidemiologist. He's been doing this since the Reagan administration. I don't think he's doing this because to stay on the Trump team. I think he's doing it to save lives. I normally am an advocate of not working for the administration. I have Republican friends that have been offered positions who have said absolutely not. And I've said to them, don't tie your uh, reputation throughout history to this man. But in the case of Fauci, I hope and pray he stays because he's the only one that makes any sense. 
He's the only one that knows anything worth hearing. And if he goes, we're doomed. So I hope he stays. It drives me crazy when they're up there on that dais and they're touching the, the you know, they're touching the same things. I wish that collectively, aside from Fox, I wish all the networks would make the decision just not to cover those I agree. news conferences. I agree. I agree. It's above my pay grade, but I wish we weren't covering it. I wish no one would cover it. I wish it's we such a waste of time. And he should be ignored. At this point, Trump is a danger to the public. Everything he says is dangerous. None of it is helpful. And I really wish that we as a country could just ignore him for the next six months and get past this mess with governors and Dr. Fauci leading us and leave him out of it. He, I just I'm, don't helpful. I'm so impressed with Governor Cuomo, though, I do have to say. I have to say, and I was not a fan necessarily of his leadership in certain areas. I like him personally. He's a very nice guy. Uh, some of his leadership issues, I thought he was a little bit too conservative for me personally. However, he has shown himself to be masterful as a leader and an organizer in terms of getting the government together, getting the response together. I've just been calling him President Cuomo because he pretty much at this point is president of the United States. Yeah, I, I hashtagged him interim president. He is. I mean, he's, he's asking me, he's doing what the president's job is. He started his press conferences long ago and they were there. I, I don't know if you said this or somebody was saying that the reason why Trump started doing it daily was because Cuomo was doing it daily and doing such a great job of bringing reality to the yeah. table of saying, listen, this is the situation and it is going to get worse. Yeah. And so when it started getting worse, you're not panicked, right? I, yes. 100%. And he's I just don't know how Trump's approval rating continues to go up or, or maintain. What is that about? Lots of people have been asking me this question. I think what people have to remember is three things to remember when you look at approval ratings. Number one, the sample sizes of these, you know, you're interviewing 1,200, you know, and a good poll, 2,000 people, and a bad poll, 500 people. I wouldn't put too much stock in them, but let's just say that we take stock in the approval ratings. Donald Trump's approval rating on average is now 49. He's still under 50. Normally, there's a rallying effect when any, whenever there's a natural disaster. So Clinton saw it after the Oklahoma City bombings. Reagan saw it after the Challenger happened and after he was shot uh, when he first got in office. Um, Obama saw it after Sandy Hook and all these mass shootings. There's always a rallying effect. And after um, Osama bin Laden was killed, there's a rallying effect where president's approval rating generally go up. For some people, they go way up. George Herbert Walker Bush went into the 90s after he started the Gulf War, which I don't even know why we were invading uh, Iraq to save Kuwait, but he went into the 90s for a while. He still ended up losing re-election. Um, after 9-11, George W. Bush had a rally effect, which put him in the 80s in terms of approval. So to have a little perspective, Trump is still at 48, 49. That's not a really good rallying effect. That's much lower than any president in the history of polling has ever had for a rally. That's number one. Number two, the reason he's at in the six, 55 to 60 in terms of his handling of the crisis is Republicans are still at almost 100. His approval rating with the, on, on handling the crisis with Republicans is like 97%. Mm -hmm. And so as long as his approval ratings with Republicans stay high, any small uptick among independents and Democrats, even if it's two points, will push him up higher because Republicans only make up about a third of the pool. So if he gets a little bit with independents, which he's got, then a little tiny bit with Democrats, it pushes him up to 55, 60. And then the third thing uh, that I will uh, mention is that these rally effects are temporary. So I wouldn't put too much stock in it. I wouldn't panic. And by the way, if he's rallying to 48, 49, that ain't, that ain't much of a rally. Hmm. Well, that's comforting. That's more comforting. One other thing I will say too, and you know this from working in, in you work in broadcast network news, mm -hmm. I work in cable news. The, mm -hmm. the, the part of the news media you work in has just a lot higher viewership than the part I work in. As much as I love cable news and I love MSNBC, most people don't get their news from CNN, MSNBC, and MSNBC. Most people get their news from the nightly news, CBS, ABC, and NBC. Believe it or not, that's still where most people get their news. If you look at the ratings for each of the broadcasts, nightly news broadcasts, they've been 8, 9, 10, 12 million people. For us, even Fox News is getting 3 million people, 4 million people. So most people get their news from nightly news. They get their news from things like the Today Show, the CBS Morning Show, the ABC Morning Show. Right. And look Right. And in local news, the Today Show and Nightly News, they're not showing Trump's full on madness. They're showing little bites of him. And in the little bites and I, when I worked in local news, they're not going to pick the outrageous, crazy bites. They're going to pick things that seem normal. Local and network news tend to normalize him a lot more. And you just get tiny bits of him. So if that's all you see, you think he seems like a normal president. Right.
Right. That makes sense. I never thought about it that way, but that's very, very true. Yeah. If you watch the Today Show only, you think he's doing all right. Oh, God. So what are you <laughs> going to stay saying during all of this? Oh, so yes, this is, this is great. I love this because now we can talk about some of the things we're doing to actually keep ourselves sane. So, yeah. you know, we love to binge watch. Both of us do. So I've been binge watching. I am now caught up uh, all the way on Westworld. Oh, how I- was it? Season three? I'm on season three, episode two, Obsessed. It's so good. So season two is worth it because I haven't watched season two yet. I, I just binged the entire season two to catch up because I'd forgotten a lot of it. So worth it. Every second is worth it. Binge it. Okay. I'll have to do that. I'll do it. Because yeah. I was just like, you know, they made us wait a long amount of time before they got to season two. And I was just like, ugh. Yeah. And I forgot it. They waited so long. So there's that. There's an, another series called The Plot Against America, which I'm about to start, which looks really good because it's about this. I've thought about this dystopian world in which Charles Lindbergh runs for president. Because remember, Charles Lindbergh was pro-Nazi. Yeah. And, and I've had a lot of historians say to me, if he had won that election in the 1930s, if he had actually become president, he would have been our version of Hitler. And so this show goes back and it redoes the world in which he does win. Mm. whole different world honey if we had had remember he was famous like trump mm-hmm. he was known only as a famous person not as a politician if he had run for president and won he would have been trump because he was very rich very rich very famous very very pro-nazi <laughs> nazi, nazi. Nazi. so yeah so that's one of the other shows i'm gonna watch uh, so i'm binge watching um what about you what are you doing later um, let's see. I've got, I've gone through so much, you know, high fidelity again is one that I highly recommend over on Hulu with Zoe Kravitz. It is so well done based on the movie, I think from the nineties, eighties, nineties with Don Cusack. It's like, Oh, right. It's a remake of that. Yeah. It's a remake, but it's a series really good. Um, remember the show Spencer for hire with the black hand hawk. Yeah. Um, well, Mark Wahlberg is in a remake of that called Spencer Something. And the guy who played M'Baku uh, in Black Panther plays yeah. Hawk um, in this. So it really, and it's, the way they ended the first uh, movie seems like they're going to do more. And it is on Netflix. And that is definitely a great action movie um, that you can watch. But you know, probably one of the most interesting things that I'm doing right now as far as TV viewing is um, I decided to watch, no judgment, the television series Girlfriends, which I only caught episodes here and there. So I finally found, because it takes some hunting, the first episode of the very first season of Girlfriends. Wait, you didn't watch Girlfriends back in the day when it was on? I did not. I what? don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, I've, I've seen it before. I've seen yeah, episodes here and there. But it wasn't like appointment TV for me. Like, living single was appointment TV. Same here. Yeah, this, absolutely. This was not for me, and I don't know why. Interesting. Because, yeah, that's where I first really saw, for the first time, um, um, Diane yeah, exactly. Tracy Ellis Ross. And Yeah, yeah. and I, I, it was definitely a show I loved back in the day. But, okay. You found the first episode. I found the first episode of the first season and I'm falling in love with it. So I'm just going to, that is going to be like my TV project to just kind of watch it from the beginning. And I think I may talk about it on social media. And you know who the executive producer, I believe, of that was, right? Mara Brock Akeel and Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Of of one of my favorite, favorite shows, Frasier. Yeah, which now if they were going to do a remake of a show from that era, I will watch that. If you remake, I loved Cheers. I thought it was so fun. It was. Oh, not, well, he was on Frasier. He was oh, on Cheers too. Frasier. And they are talking about. When I tell you, my boyfriend is like, "Why do you? Why are you watching that show all the time?" Because I will watch Frasier from the first episode, first season, all the way through, and then I start back over. So well, wait, am I, not, am I crazy that wasn't the character Frasier originally on Cheers? Wasn't no, he? you're not crazy. He started out on Cheers right. in Boston, and then he moved back home where he was from to Seattle. Right. His father living with him and his brother, who yes. looks so much like him. That great, yeah. great casting. And that whole cast, except for the, the actor who played the father, who died, I think, um, last year. And they, they are talking about Kelsey Grammer coming together and doing a, uh, a reboot of that show. Oh. And you know, Kelsey Grammer also executive produced The Game. Game. TV Game. show. 
you didn't watch the game on, uh, what was it on at first? Either UPN or CW, one of those, and then it went to BET. Um, What's that about? The game. Girl, you didn't watch the game. What's the game? Am I, lo am I losing my black card? <laughs> Do I have to surrender it? <laughs> Look, my hand is out. <laughs> oh, listen, if I didn't watch Girlfriends, you can get away with not watching the game. Okay, there you go. Fair, fair. Firm but fair. The game was about this uh, professional football. Well, it was about the real lives behind the scenes of professional football. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. I know what you're the talking about. Twins, T and Tamara, Tamara, I always get them mixed up, but I love them both. But I'm always like, wait, who's on the real? Wait, who was in baggage claim? Well, that's a good question, right? Because when I met them, I think Tamara is on the real. Because when I met them, I was very nervous about saying the wrong one. I know. And one's married to a white guy, one's married to a black guy. I don't know. The one who's on the real is married to the black guy. No, the one on the real is married to the white guy. The Fox News guy. Do I have him back? Fox News? Yeah, the one on the real is married to a white guy. That, then that's Tamara. Because Tamara is the one on the real, I'm pretty sure. And Tia is not. Yeah, Tia is married to a black guy who's an actor. Right. And then Tara's husband is a Fox News reporter. Is he? Yeah. He's a, yeah. Did you ever see the movie Baggage Claim? I know you're going to say no. I don't know why I ask these questions. No, I've seen Baggage Claim. So which one was in Baggage Claim? That's a good question. I don't know. This could be a whole game. They are so identical that it is very different. They are, they are more identical than, let's say, Joaquin and Julian Castro, who I can tell apart. Or they're, they're more identical than the Olsen twins. They're more identical than the Olsen twins, right? Given it, I think I'm pretty sure if I saw one Olsen twin, I could kind of tell them apart. Maybe. Maybe. Tia and Tamara, this could be a whole game. It could be a whole game of which- Tia or Tamara. Tia or Tamara. <laughs> We're looking for, that's the other thing that I've really been enjoying is on Twitter, people have been doing these games where they're like, name five jobs that you had. Oh yeah. You've lived in. Like, those are fun. Like, you could do a whole Tia and, girl, you should launch that, a Tia and Tamara, Tia or Tamara. It could be Tia or Tamara. Yeah, you could definitely. Say bye, Oscar. Oscar's leaving. Um, Wait, hold on. Say, I have somebody to say goodbye to Oscar. Uh, I want to see your real animals. I don't believe they exist. I think you left them in the New York apartment to fend for themselves. <laughs> only, only, only the cat. So Isis is in New York with Miles. And okay. I, have to call Miles, I call Miles every day. To make sure I'm allowed to talk about Miles because he's the one who wants me to talk. Shout out to Instagram. We love um, Miles, and and he he refused to come down with us. He is not he's not in uh in in the in the DMV with us. He is still in New York and Harlem, living his best life now. How is he surviving? How is he eating? Can he cook? We left him a full pantry worth of food. He's got his credit card, his bank card, which of course is tied to mommy and daddy's account, so of he can course. just. Seamless and I a little note comes up every three times a day. Your seamless is happening. He's seamlessing. He's got his phone. He's got his video games. His friends. He's he's cool. And he has to take. But I told him you have to take care of the cat. If you don't come with us, you have to take care of the cat. So he is. Yet just yesterday, I sent him a whole new supply of cat food and cat litter because he was like, I can't find the cat litter. I was like, it's right there. I told him where it is. Take care of the cat because he was trying to neglect. It's like the whole house is gonna smell like. Cat pee, which is unacceptable. Oh my god! So he's a little bachelor, and um, he and my 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 other son, my my outside the family son, Chris, are chilling. They are chilling. They are they're like home alone. And well, I hope their social distancing as well as taking care of the cat. They are so they're everyone's in. So he and his best friends from high school, they're all in their own houses, but they just play video games all day. Oh, I love that. Good, good, they good. They now do it remotely, so they're all somehow logged on to the same game and they're all playing it so that's what they do all day oh i love that how are you doing with maintaining your i know before this all started um you were getting back to kind of like you were back to being healthy but you were kind of like watching what you were eating all yeah. this so are you on a good eating plan workout regimen yeah, I am. yeah. The, the first week we were down here because what happens whenever i come down here i eat like a savage like i just keep eating and eating and eating because there's so much food in such a big it's such a much bigger kitchen so there's more food in it there's a yeah. whole pantry full of food and snacks so I, I the first weekend i went downhill gained about four pounds i've now lost those four pounds plus one so i'm like back to intermittent fasting <clears throat> watching what i eat i stop eating at 6 p.m religiously and i don't eat again until 10 a.m 
Uh, and so I'm drinking, you know, I, when I first come, I always cocktail it out. So I did that the first week. I did that <laughs> off the cocktails and not going so crazy. <laughs> drinking less, eating less. And uh, it just arrived today. Jason ordered me a machine that's my boxing machine because I got boxing gloves for oh. my Christmas present, but I didn't have the machine to box. So I'm going to be boxing. Um, we set up the gym equipment downstairs. So I'm going to be running on the treadmill, boxing, exercising, trying to sleep more. I'm trying to do it all, girl. I'm trying to get that help back. Good. I yeah. love How about that. you? The, I mean, really the same in different ways. Um, I ordered some weights because I can't go to the gym. So I have weights. I have bands. I have this little stepper. Mm -hmm. um, that I do. And I have a Pilates chair that does all these different things. So I've gotten everything out except the Pilates chair. I got to pull that out, but I've been going walking and running along the water um, here in New Jersey, which is great because it's not crowded. Right. Um, and so you can, you can really be free because there are just not a lot of people out there. Yeah. And you can social distance, but still get outside. I think that's one of the things people, it, it, yeah. I don't know how airborne this is, but as long as you're not running in a place where there are lots of surfaces near you, if you're out in the, in the nature, you could do that. So we're, yeah, that's, that's one key is to try to get out of the, stand outside for, I mean, we have to walk our dog still because he yeah. can't run out here, but they're hawks. So um, you can't just let Turbo go outside because he is born, he would get picked up by a hawk. So we still get outside every day because you have to take him out and he loves to go outside and he wants to pee every 10 seconds. So <laughs> he's old. So, you know, we still get outside to take turbo outside. <laughs> yeah, I got to walk the dog. So I definitely get my dose of vitamin D and fresh air on a regular basis. Yeah. And, you know, and then just trying to, you know, focus on wellness, just, you know, not letting the anxiety, you know, I talked to so many people um, during this past week that were very stressed out Same. by either, um, being confined to, you know, their home and, and living alone and not really interacting with people or being confined, confined to home with someone and realizing <laughs> we weren't mean to, we weren't meant to be together all the time like this and it's driving them crazy or people that are worried about, you know, economic issues, you yeah. know, losing their jobs and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, there's a lot of mental stress out there. So I hope that people will lean into you know, whatever resources they can find to meditate and really work on mental wellness. And Definitely. you were saying getting outside really helps with that. Definitely. And also call your old people. Call your old people because yes. they're pretty much isolated right now. You can't go see them. Um, I spoke to my godbrother about, you know, making sure that because my godmother's the visit queen, people always visiting her and coming over and she's cooking for them. She can't do that now. So you figure people who are older, who are used to being able to have a lot of social interaction can't. And so you have to, you know, make more phone calls to your senior citizens, make sure they don't feel alone and isolated. You know, it's all a part of, you know, this new lifestyle we all have to get used to. And part of it is making sure that you keep up with people so people are not lonely. Because loneliness actually can be as deadly as disease. You know? Yeah, definitely can. Anxiety, loneliness, it all adds up to and takes a toll on your, your physical health. Yeah. yeah, and also as you're checking on old people and even uh, older people or just friends of yours, make sure that you are sharing information. A lot of people, unfortunately, but I get it, are tuning out uh, the news and they don't want to hear what's going on. So make sure that people know that there are special hours that seniors can shop at a lot of grocery stores you know, let them know that Amazon may not be delivering as regular as, you know, as it used to be. Just, you know, that restaurants, they can't go out and eat. They have to have delivery or, or takeout. You know, make sure that people stay informed. I mean, I, I had to lay down the law for my mom, as I told you, to tell her, listen, you cannot go to church. And we need to encourage some of these churches stupidly are still open and we have to encourage our loved ones to not listen to pastor on this one and stay home. Yes. And not they, to the grocery store without wiping down, you know, you have to really give people information and not feel like, ah, you know, they'll, they'll be all right. No, they won't. That's why this thing is spreading so much because people are taking those little things, those yep. small things for granted. So yep. you have to be the ones to tell everybody yep. information. Yep. Absolutely. So everybody needs to be safe. Um, you know, have a glass of wine with a friend on social media or yeah. you know, just do things on the phone. We, we have a few birthdays in, in, in my friend group um, that are this month. And so it's kind of a bummer for them, you know, people who are supposed to graduate. There's a lot that people are going to be down about, but you got to find a way to cheer everybody up. Try to cheer people up and try to cheer yourself up and don't let yourself get sick because you're like depressed. 
you know. And let me tell you, let me cheer you up if you're missing your birthday because you got to stay home. You're going to live. And yeah. the people around you are going to live because you decided not to have a big old birthday party. Hello, you're going to be alive for your next birthday. How about that? You're not going to have a gathering where people leave that gathering you know, spreading the virus and making other people sick. How about that? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> you know, give me a break. Welcome, Jackie. It's so good to see you. <laughs> so what? We're gonna we're gonna hang out. We're gonna have fun. We will be watching uh, this week. We're gonna wait. A minute. Is there is Game of Thrones? I mean, not Game of Thrones. Is Walking Dead? It's not over, right? We're gonna be able to watch. No, no, no. I I don't know a lot of. I don't know if they had to halt production. I don't know where they are in this season. If they've shot the. I think they they finished this season. Right. Um, but I know they halted production probably for what's to come in October or whenever they're supposed yeah. to come back. Right. So we'll still, um, yeah, but we'll find things to watch. We'll find things to do. We will party with DJ D nice. Yes. And there are a lot of other DJs. Biz Marquis is out there DJing. There are a lot yes. of DJs now online. Hansen has done concerts like lock John legend has done them. So find things to do, find fun. You can do it. You can yeah. do it. You can do it and share the information with people who may not be as tech savvy mm -hmm. that there are these things you, there's so many movies that were in theaters that are now online. Yeah, you got to pay for them. But listen, 1999 for a movie that everybody can watch. And a lot of times you can watch with other people. Yeah. So, you know, get the tech person in your family or your circle yeah. to explain all that to you. So you can take advantage of all these things going on. There are a lot of free online workout classes too. Yes, absolutely. There's so much you can do. So find a way to be happy. Yes. It's going to be all right. Don't worry about Donald Trump. He, he be all right. He got money. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be fine. He'll be fine. All right, cousin. We'll see you on Enjoy this weekend. Yes, I'll see you uh, back on the podcast next week. Are you still vegan, sexy, cooling? I'm still, you know what? I have not been in a major way, but I am, I'm gearing up to, like I've been working on it this week and probably by the time this airs, um, I'll be back in full swing. Okay, excellent. So we will look forward to some good vegan recipes and some chili and, uh, but just don't make it all be cabbage, mate, baby, please. Listen, there's chili, <laughs> there's cabbage, there are collard greens. There's um, a Thai uh, soup. There's all kinds of good stuff in that for you. You just don't want to live on only cabbage. Listen, goodbye. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye, Jackie. Bye. <laughs>